Section 13 of The Book of Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Botez. The Book of Wales by Frank Evers Bedard. Chapter 7, Part 1. The Rorquals. Family Balenopteridae. This family may be distinguished from that of Balenidae by the following definition. Head less than quarter of the length of the body. Dorsal fin usually present. Throat with longitudinal plates more or fewer in number. Bones of skull, but slightly arched. Tympanic bones more elongated. Coronoid process of mandible more or less developed. Cervical vertebrae usually free. Hand narrow and tetradactylous. Balin plates short. Cecum present. This family of whales comprises at least three well-marked genera, the Rorquals, genus Balenoptera, the Humpbacks, genus Megaptera, and finally the recently known California grey whale, Rachianectes. We shall commence with a consideration of the Rorquals, which will be here included with a single genus. This is probably the prevailing opinion at present, though many naturalists, even Sir William Flower, in his earlier memoirs, have divided the existing rorquals into three or even more genera. We shall clear the ground by defining the genus, of which, of course, the definition will be, in the opinion of some, applicable to a subfamily. Genus Balenoptera Dorsal fin present and falcate Throat plates numerous Scapula low and broad with long acromion and coracoid process In considering whether or not it is advisable to divide the only four really definable species into different genera we may at once discard Benedenia, founded upon an immature specimen, Rudolphius, which is the same as Sibaldius, the two names having been given to identical species. Sibaldius and Floverius again have both been applied to what we term here Balenoptera borealis, so that one of them at least may be discarded and that one must obviously be Floverius, as it is the newer name. Balena is clearly to be left out of consideration, as it is, or rather has been, in the hands of older authors of wide applicability, embracing all the whalebone whales. Physalus is an older name than Pterobalena, for the same species, and the same applies to Ogmobalena. So we may in this way 
weed down the generic names of the Rorquals to Balenoptera, Sibaldius, and Physalus. These three genera were accepted by Flower in his paper on the skeletons of whales in the principal museums of Holland and Belgium, in Proc, Zoll, Sock, already referred to. If we add to these Cuvieros for the fourth species described in the present work as Balenoptera sibaldi, we shall have exhausted the possible generic names for the only four species known. But are they wanted? It seems to be a reasonable procedure in zoological nomenclature to invent generic names for the due pigeonholing of a group which embraces a large number of species. It facilitates memory and expresses a notion of classification. But when a group is so restricted as is that of the Rorquals, this procedure seems to be superfluous, especially since the utmost differences between the recognized forms are so small. All these great creatures are so much alike that their confusion one with another is almost inextricable. When species has been so confounded and confused with species, it seems to be a deliberate sarcasm to attempt generic definitions. Besides, now that the group has emerged from the complexity in which the labors of Dr. Gray involved it, we are able to see clearly how slight are the anatomical differences which distinguish the different forms. We think, therefore, that the best plan will be to give some sketch of the external characters and osteology of the Rorquals, and to mention the differences which enable the different forms to be distinguished from each other. The number of vertebrae differs, and the following table shows the number for a series of individuals. B. musculus, C7, D15, L14 or 15, CA26. B. borealis, C7, D13 or 14, L13, 14 or 16, CA19. B. rostrata, C7, D11, L12, CA17, B. Sibaldi, C7, D15, L15, CA28. It is the rule for the whales of this genus to have all the cervical vertebrae free from each other, not ankylosed in the typical whale fashion. But occasionally two or three are partially fused. This is described by flower as occurring in B. rostrata. Nor is this occasional peculiarity confined to the species rostrata. It has been mentioned as occurring in B. borealis. As to the number of vertebrae, 
it is noteworthy that it bears some relation to the size of the creatures. Thus, the smallest species, B. rostrata, has the smallest number of vertebrae, and the largest species, B. sibaldi, the largest number of vertebrae. It is a feature of this genus for the first rib to be bifid. This structural feature, as has been pointed out, occurs in other cetacea and has been made use of for systematic purposes. The late Professor van Beneden, however, observes that it is wrongly that zoologists have thought it their duty to attach a certain importance to this arrangement, which is purely individual. But it is very general. Thus, van Beneden remarks that it has been found to characterize all the examples of B. borealis that have been examined from this point of view, with the exception of a specimen studied by Sir W. Turner in 1882. This state of affairs characterizes the two specimens in the British Museum, and therefore the number of ribs allowed in the table on page 147 must be increased by one, for there can be no doubt that this two-headed rib represents two as it is articulated with a transverse process of the two vertebrae. As is the case with all Mystacoceti except Rachianectes, the first few ribs have capitular processes, but these processes do not articulate directly with the centra of their respective vertebrae. In B. musculus, the first three ribs have these processes. In B. borealis, I noticed four. In B. sibaldi, there were again only three, the last two of which were so much longer that they may perhaps articulate directly with the centra. Professor Delage has directed attention to the fact that the only rib, the first, which articulates with the sternum, does so by two heads. It is, first of all, attached by an articular surface and then by a pseudo-articular fibrous surface. This double attachment is, it seems, paralleled in edentates. The sternum of Balenoptera is usually somewhat cruciform bone, such as is displayed in the figure on page 44. The cross-like outline is not always so well marked, and differences in the proportions of the limbs of the cross are evident, and are certainly in some cases due to varying condition of maturity. Thus Sir W. Flower has figured the sternum of B. borealis, in which the ossified portion consisted only of a roundish piece of bone, the cruciform shape of the entire sternum being, however, shown in the surrounding cartilaginous regions. As to the number of phalanges 
in the hand of various species of Balaenoptera. The following table from Kukenthal gives the ascertained facts. B. Sibaldi, 1, 1, 2, 5, 3, 7, 4, 7, 5, 4. B. Borealis, 1, 1, 2, 4, 3, 7, 4, 7, 5, 4. B. Musculus, 1, 1, 2, 4, 3, 7, 4, 6, 5, 4. B. Musculus, 1, 0, 2, 5, 3, 6, 4, 7, 5, 4. B. Musculus, 1, 1, 2, 4, 3, 6, 4, 6, 5, 5. B. Rostrata, 1, 1, 2, 4, 3, 8, 4, 7, 5, 4. B. Rostrata, 1, 0, 2, 4, 3, 7, 4, 6, 5, 3. But these tables, according to Kukenthal, have to be corrected by his discovery of a rudimentary finger, figure 2, page 9, lying between the third and the fourth of the above enumeration. This consisted in an embryo of Balenoptera musculus of three slender phalanges lying at the upper, free, end of the interspace between the digits already mentioned. In this case, the reputed thumb will be a prepolex, and the missing digit will be number three. An obvious conclusion with regard to this rudiment is to regard it as a division of a digit, such as has been described in the beluga. But certain considerations derived from the distribution of the nerves in the hand of this whale seem to negative this view, and to establish the theory that it is really digit 3 which has thus nearly disappeared. The whales of the genus Balenoptera have a much more elongated form than those of the genus Balena. They are also to be distinguished by the presence of a dorsal fin, not large in proportion to the body, which is situated quite at the posterior end of the body. The elongated form conduces towards greater swiftness of movement, and for this, among other reasons, the finners, as these whales are termed, are not such profitable creatures to pursue as are the more lethargic right whales. Besides, the whalebone is short and the blubber less in amount and inferior in quality. Some two feet is the average of length of the whalebone, which contrasts with the twelve or thirteen feet in length of the bone of the Greenland whale. More accurate measurements of the whalebone of the 
rorquals is given under the definitions of the four species below. Nevertheless, the rorquals are hunted, particularly from the coast of Norway, and an interesting account of some facts in the fishery has been recently communicated to the Zoological Society of London by Professor Collett. It is a curious thing that these whales are sometimes pursued with poisoned harpoons. The poison consists in the decaying flesh of a dead whale, and its effect is to set up septicemia. The simplicity of this mode of poisoning the prey is curiously paralleled by the poisoned arrows of certain African tribes who use the decaying mud of marshes, the effect in this case being tetanus. The rorquals are among those whales that have preserved a trace of the primitive hairy covering. There are a few hairs present in the adults of these whales and in an embryo of B. Sibaldi, Van Beneden figures, eleven hairs on each side of the upper jaw and four on each side of the lower. A highly characteristic feature of the rorquals is the series of longitudinal folds in the throat region. They share these with the genera Rachianectes and Megaptera, alone among whalebone whales, but the ziphioids have a few folds in the same region, which are possibly comparable. The number of these folds in species of Balenoptera varies somewhat. B. rostrata has been stated to possess 54 to 60. In B. sibaldi, Turner counted 60. A larger number, according to Murray, characterizes B. musculus, for in a specimen of that whale he estimated the total number at about a hundred. These folds, although spoken of as throat folds, really reach back then the throat region indeed to a point considerably behind the attachment of the pectoral fin. Kukenthal as well, long before him, Esricht, have pointed out that these folds are not found in the youngest embryos, a fact which renders their comparison with the apparently corresponding folds of the ziphioid whales unlikely. In B. musculus, they were first visible in an embryo of more than 60 centimeters long. The meaning, from a physiological point of view, of these folds is to be sought from the fashion in which the whales take in its food. Like the genus Balena, Balenoptera takes in huge masses of crustacea and other minute organisms, which are swallowed after the accompanying water is strained off through the whalebone but in Balena the mouth is especially huge, owing to the arched form of the skull, a feature so characteristic of that genus and one which distinguishes it from Balenoptera. 
to make up for the reduced size of the mouth cavity, the equally colossal Balanoptera can expand this cavity by means of the said folds, which then enable the skin to be puffed out when the need for the increase in mouth capacity is past the folds form again. A Balanoptera without throat grooves has been mentioned by Olafsen and Povelsen, quoted by F. Cuvier, but the veracity, or at least powers of observation of these two writers is discounted by the fact that they assign a length of 200 feet to the right whale and speak of the marmenil or marine man as an extinct fact. But perhaps, after all, they had seen Rachianectes, unknown, of course, to Cuvier. As to the different species of Balenoptera, there are, as it appears, certainly four. We shall, therefore, deal with these four, and then say a few words about finners, which have got different names. Dr. Collett, in a paper already alluded to in relation to the fishery of the whales, has in a convenient way summed up the specific characters of these four northern whales. We say northern, though, as will be pointed out, it is probable that the southern forms are really of the same species. Balenoptera sibaldi, gray, equals b, latirostris, flower, and has probably other synonyms, has a length of 70 to 85 feet. Robust in form for a rorqual, proportions of height and length being as 1, 5 and a half. Color, dark bluish gray. Dorsal fin at commencement of last quarter of the body. Vent situated in front of vertical line from anterior margin of dorsal fin. Pectoral fins large, one-seventh of the total length of the body, baleen and bristles black, number of plates up to 400, their length 930 millimeter. This, the greatest of whales, and indeed of all animals living or extinct, is named in honor of Sir Robert Sibbald, author of the Phalenologia nova and inventor question mark of the high finned cachalot. It is to be distinguished from other rorquals by its superior size and by the various other characters given in the above description of its essential features. The whalers know it by its large size and by the height to which it spouts. Its speed, too, when going rapidly, is great. Something like 12 miles an hour are accomplished by a Balenoptera sibaldi when putting its best foot foremost. It is a species that feeds upon crustacea, mainly, it appears, 
upon a species of Euphogia, known to the Scandinavian whalers as krill. These crustacea have been discovered in vast numbers in the stomach of captured whales. Balenoptera sibaldi is a species that lives mainly in pairs, and reproduction seems to take place every three years, more slowly than in the case of the smaller species of Balenoptera. Balenoptera borealis, lesson, equals B. rostrata, rudolfi, B. laticeps, gray, is in length 40 to 50 feet, height to length as 1 to 5.5, color bluish-black above, below white, upper surface with oblong light spots, dorsal fin high, a little in advance of last third of the body, vent exactly below hinder edge of dorsal fin, pectoral fins small, one eleventh of the total length of the body, baleen black with white bristles, number of plates 330, greatest length 650 millimeters. See figure 22. Of these species, known as Rudolfi Rorqual, and by the Norwegians as Seival, a very complete account of external characters and habits is given by Professor Collett. As will be seen from the dimensions given in the above definition, this is a moderately sized Rorqual. It seems clear, therefore, that even allowing for the inevitable exaggeration that seems to have accompanied most descriptions of whales, at any rate in the past, it cannot be identical with the Ostend whale, referred by Gray under this specific heading. For the latter measured 102 feet, two exclamation marks. It is probably a B. Sibaldi. As to color, I give Professor Collette's statements under this head as part of the specific definition. But Sir William Flower, in describing a specimen stranded near the mouth of the river Crouch in Essex, quotes Mr. Carrington to the effect that the whale within two days of its capture was a rich, glossy black which shaded into a brilliant white on the underparts. But little of this whale was known until the establishment of a whale factory at Sorveur near Hammerfest in 1882. The main object of this establishment was the capture of the great Balenoptera sibaldi, which, as the largest, is the most valuable of the Rorquals but the present species proved to be the commoner of the two. It had been thought to be a rare whale, up to and including 1884, but nine individuals had been stranded on the European coasts. When the actual fishery began, as many as 40 whales were taken in 1883 
and 44 in 1885. The intervening year produced but three. This whale goes about in shoals. Colette mentions 13 and 5 as numbers of individuals in such companies. But it appears that as many as 50 is the limit in size of these shoals. Balenoptera borealis is inoffensive in character, and accidents are the result of accident, as is generally the case with whalebone whales, excepting only the fierce Rachianectes. Under the description of the right whale, the time that it can remain under water is given as a little over one hour at most. But as to the present species, and the remarks appear to fit all the species of Balenoptera, Professor Collette says, All the whalers are unanimous in opinion that B. borealis, as well as B. musculus and B. sibaldi, can remain under water for a far greater time than is generally supposed. The duration of this time is estimated to be from 8 to 12 hours. This is, if true, a most extraordinary fact. The whales are fished from the shore, and the best period is from the 24th of June to the 8th of July. After this, they leave the shore on the advent of B. musculus and B. sibaldi. B. borealis seems to feed entirely on crustaceans, chiefly the little cope pod Calanus funmarchicus. This species may be recognized by its very high dorsal fin. The two sexes show no difference in size. The furrows on the throat are about 38 to 58 in number. The adult female has 26 hairs on each side of the lower jaw. In the fetus there are more, 34 or counted on the lower and 11 on the upper jaw. The baleen plates are usually black and the bristles white. But there is something a mottling or even a few of the foremost plates may be white. The blowholes lie in the two long furrows between which is a shorter furrow. Balenoptera rostrata, grey. Length 25 to 33 feet. Proportion of the height to length as 1 to 5. Color greyish black above white below. Dorsal fin high at commencement of last third of the body. Vent below hind edge of dorsal fin. Pectoral fin one-eighth of the total length of the body. Plates of baleen about 325. Greatest length 200 millimeters. This is much the smallest of the rorquals. It is particularly to be distinguished from other rorquals by the white band which crosses the pectoral limb and by the sharp snout, hence the specific name of rostrata. 
The bone, too, is always of a pale colour, and there are but eleven ribs. Hence, this species of Balaenoptera is exceedingly easy to characterise. This whale, which appears to have a liking for the society of the larger Balaenoptera, pursues fishes. And Hunter noted the discovery of dogfishes in the stomach of an individual which he dissected. It has been noted, too, that the stomach contains pebbles. This is curious, for in the other whales and in sea lions the same observation has been made. Possibly in both cases the stones were taken up accidentally while in pursuit of fish. One can hardly believe that any idea of ballast entered into the mind of the cetacean. Balenoptera musculus, Linnaeus, known also as B. physalus, Fabricius, B. Rorquel, Lacepede, Physalus, Antiquorum, Gray, is in length 60 to 70 feet, height as to length as 1 to 6 and 3 quarters, color gray slate above, white below, dorsal fin low with straight margins, placed slightly in front of last fourth of the body. Vent corresponding in position with its anterior margin. Pectoral fin, one-ninth of the total length of the body. Plates of baleen, dark bluish-black, also bristles. Number of plates, up to 370. Length, 950 millimeters. This is perhaps, speaking from standard examples, the commonest species of Rorqual. Specimens are stranded, remarks Mr. Lidecker, on the British coasts, more especially those of the southern parts of England. Almost every year, generally after stormy weather and very frequently during the winter. Dr. Murray, who described many points in the structure of a 60-foot-long individual, which was killed at Gravesend in 1859, describes the number of throat plates as somewhere about 100. In this individual, the dorsal fin measured only 15 inches in height. A curious asymmetry in the coloration of this species has been noted by more than one observer. A sort of pleuronectism Van Beneden terms it. The body is sometimes paler upon one side than upon the other. Apparently there is no constancy as to which side is the paler or the darker. This Balenoptera devours fish and as many as 800 individuals of Osmerus arcticus have been found in the stomach of a whale. It is chiefly herrings that it pursues on the coasts of Norway and Great Britain. The four species just characterized are the only species that are really known to exist. 
but the genus is by no means confined to the northern hemisphere, whence the individuals have been found whose study has allowed of the compilation of the above diagnosis. There are plenty of Balaenoptera in the southern hemisphere, of the coast of Patagonia, Kerguelen, in the Indian Ocean, and elsewhere. These whales have been placed in different species by Gray and others. It may be that such a placing is correct, and at any rate, we have before us an instance of a large whale which has an extremely restricted range in the true Greenland whale. Possibly, also, Rachianectus is another. But notwithstanding this a priori consideration, there seem to be no substantial grounds for retaining such species as B. indica, B. pataconica, B. sclegeli, etc. As to external characters, the bulk of these extra-European Balaenoptera are not known, and it is always possible that there may be such characters which would justify their separation specifically. But as to such parts of the skeleton as are known, there is no such justification. Sir W. Turner, in his account of the cetacean, remains collected by the challenger, had no hesitation in referring these bones to some of the four known species of rorquals. Two Pacific whales are known by different names, and as observation upon some of their characteristics are mentioned by Scammon, some little account will be given here. But it is probably that B. sufureus is nothing more than B. sibaldi, while the white band upon the flipper of B. davidsoni seems to show its identity with B. rostrata. End of section 13. Recording by Mike Botez.